Boom, put boom, 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 Pretty good, pretty good. We are back here on another episode of A Side B Side podcast. I feel like we always forget to do this, but I guess maybe after you know 140 episodes, maybe we should introduce myself. That's Adam. I'm Brooke. Hi, I'm Adam. That's Brooke. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. If you're one of the three random people who stumbled upon this and doesn't actually know us, welcome. Hello, and how are you today? Um, man, so much kind of happening right now. Of course, the big news as we are recording this is the Titan submersible, which, yeah, oh my gosh, that's it's like I think tomorrow morning is when they are expected to not have any more air. But then again, I was just reading Adam that they've never really tested the air supply or amount of air right. in the submersible, so they're kind of guessing and it also depends on the like breathing rate of the individual so like your typical crew who might be a little more trained you would think um maybe yeah. a little bit calmer and and not breathing as much but you know five panicky people might be using up all the oxygen so i mean honestly five people trapped in a tiny submersible running out of air feels like a black mirror episode it really, really does, especially since the new season came out. It's like, um, yeah, this is it's like, wait a second. Yeah, it's like, yeah. is this an episode that's just like live or what is happening? Like, it's, it's yeah, really the, the only the only thing that would be worse is if like, I mean, my gut feeling, and this is just because I have a negative Nancy at all times. Like, if you lose contact with the sub, mm-hmm. it wasn't like that they just forgot to turn the radio on like the can I, the, something probably happened at that time yeah well, you know they, is is my gut they're saying that like i was reading like ex, i've been you know i think like everybody everybody's been reading stuff and like one ex expert says that they probably like right when they lost contact there was probably a, a short which caused a fire oh man yeah but i don't know because they've They've heard the knocking, the frantic knocking, and it's been like 30 minute increments. And so is that them or you know, like what else would it be? I don't, uh, it's just, it's I mean, maybe, maybe just some, you know, mermaids messing with people. It could be, it could be like the mermaids. What, like, what oh. if they were actually like Atlantis found or like, you know, Atlantis found them, brought them. They were like, oh, you guys got too close to the city. Yeah, like, now you got to live here. Sorry, billionaires. Money's (laughs) no good. Our currency is seashells. We have no conversion for billions into seashells. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, 100, or was it 250 million or $250,000 per person? Yeah. And then, so you've got the the billionaire and his his son, right? Mm, I think so. I would actually, I have not paid close enough attention to see who's in the thing because i i guess part of my brain doesn't want to visualize the people Mm -hmm. yeah so okay well you've got i'm gonna spoil it for you it's still not yeah it's gonna happen now so that's Um, okay that's what this podcast does (laughs) so you've got like a billionaire and his son then you've got like a french multimillionaire. you've got a former um like navy diver and then the ceo of this company are all down there Mm. 
but he's like the pilot, right? That's mm-hmm. the one person who I like. He's the pilot slash CEO. Slash I mean, at least game uh, controller controller. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But and isn't is that legit? That it's yes. really. Yeah. Yes. Wow. There was an interview, I, like I think it was on CBS Sunday Morning. One of the anchors from there, like, went in and he showed them that it's like a thirty dollar Logitech game controller that is running this ship submersible like you know how many times my game controllers run out of batteries like those things burn through batteries so quick yeah so i wonder if like the old school like the controllers and the cartridges when they didn't work and you like you have to blow into them yeah (laughs) yeah like i wonder if you just if you just blew into the controller would it like fix things i don't know i mean i'm it's joking but i'm not joking because it just seems kind of like seriously and i know like a lot of people it's so absurd yeah and i don't i want them to be okay but it's so absurd like he was doing the interview and he was like oh yeah there was something in the submersible he's like yeah i picked this up at camping world excuse me i'm going 13,000 miles or whatever is it feet miles miles i think it's uh, i don't know it's i'm probably feet i don't know but I'm thirteen thousand miles feels like that's that feels like too much. That probably is too much. But whatever yeah. it is, I'm going this length with you under the ocean, and you're picking up stuff at Camping World. I'm sorry. Um, we got to do it. It does not. Yeah, it does not give me a lot of enthusiasm or hope that things are going to turn out okay. But I really, maybe, really maybe, want it. Maybe they fun. will. Yeah, maybe they will. But I feel like if they were going to, this would have happened. Like, it's not like you're like you're watching the movie and they're defusing the bomb and it always stops at one. Yeah, right. Right. Like it's it's not like we're gonna find them and like with an hour left of air, you know. It's if anything, we're gonna find them and it's gonna be like well, and also like, how was anyone shocked? You are literally going to the world's most famous shipwreck, <laughs> and then you shipwreck like. Hmm? Well, and then apparently this same submersible tried this journey before and ended up like lost or had some off track or had some complications and then tried it a week later and then found the Titanic. So it's only successfully gone to the Titanic twice before. And it's all you get to do is look out one one porthole. Yeah. And they're it's sitting like, how is that excitable? The, they're sitting on the ground. Like yeah, it it's basically like the sign of like it's basically the size of like a minivan. Yeah, without no seats. Yeah. I mean, another thing, like I don't want to be this guy, but there's no bathroom. Right. That's the other thing. They're like peeing in a container, and then what if you? If there's a container. Apparently, there's like a container. Like okay, it's like a. But you've got five people for four days. Mm-hmm. Like just just the the built up gas from the human stuff could kill you. Okay, and serious question though, serious question, and I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. But and I'm not trying to make this gross, but like you just mentioned, okay, now I'm thirteen in his feet, thirteen thousand feet under the ocean. Um, I'm having nervous anxiety gas. What is happening to the oxygen in this thing? I'm guessing it's getting real rank. 
is it like depleting the oxygen though i mean again i i only my entire expertise of oxygen in enclosed spaces is from watching apollo 13 like four times and i i know that they had to like you know jury rig the air filter from the module and bring it into the capsule but they were different shapes and they had to figure out how to do some to make it work but at least they had like the capsule like i there is just no way with all the variables that if I feel like this is, what do they say, like the first 48, if somebody goes missing and you don't find them in the first 48 hours, you're not going to find them. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like if, if you're a tiny submersible, it's got to be even less. Well, okay. And the other thing is, let's say they made it to the surface. It's locked from the outside. It's locked from the outside. They can't even open it from the inside. Well, that's where the mermaids come. You're gonna, Ariel's going to have to unlock the I hope she's strong and has equipment because she's going to well, need it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I would assume, you know, King Trite could probably get that thing open. Oh, uh, well, you know, he's got his... Uh, he's got well, the, the Triton. The Triton, yeah. King Triton yeah. and his Triton. But, yeah. So way, way to go, uh, Disney naming executives there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really creative. <laughs> really, really took about 30 seconds on that one. What's yeah, we got this. There's Mermaid King. He carries a Triton. What should we call him? Uh, let's call him King Triton. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <Piss>. Next. <laughs> oh no! But seriously, it's um, it has. Should we call the crab crab? No, 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 Sebastian. <laughs> uh, okay. This has captivated everybody, like not just in the United States, but um, worldwide. It seems to have captivated everybody, and. I and do maybe we can just returns. leave the Titanic alone. Let's yeah. just leave it alone. It, it's, like it's down there. Let it stay. Let it rest. Like yeah. I almost feel like it's like the the what is it the the Bermuda Triangle. Leave it alone. Stay away. Yeah, or or that what's the the money pit like the it's up in like Newfoundland, Canada, where all these people are, are convinced that there's treasure buried underground, <laughs> and they do they and, keep going missing. And then they keep digging and like, but people die. It's, it's like the Tribal Channel or HGTV or one of those like History Channel. One of those has a series on it. And it's like um, Pirate Island or something like that. I don't know what it's, the name of it. But it's all these people keep searching for this treasure, digging giant holes into the ground. And then like stuff will cave in. And people will die. It's like cursed. And it's like, well, maybe don't look for it. Right. Maybe leave it alone. <laughs> like after like a hundred years of things going bad, let's just let's just let it be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Bye. Anyway, um, you watch anything good this week? Uh, you know, I have been trying to get outside as much as possible. And uh I have not watched a ton of stuff. Like, you know, we're pretty much regular, just you know, some murder she wrote in there. Uh I've been rewatching the librarian movies to prep for the new series that is coming out this fall, I think on the CW maybe. Mm-hmm. Sort of a, a, a reboot. Uh, also still watching Almost Paradise. Uh, went to two baseball games in the last week. And my goal this summer is to get to 12, or 12 baseball games in the calendar year 2023. And I'm at eight already. Okay. So I'm, ve- I'm very, I feel like I'm on a good pace. But it can go south real quick. Because I already, I thought I was going to go to college games. But all the college games in Minnesota are done by, you know, mid-May. Mm. 
so there's a field right across the street from me where I was like, oh, I'll just watch walk down there. And I, I even got like a little spiral bound uh, book where you could you could do this, keep the score uh, because I'm a giant nerd. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I so I can't go to the, the high school and college. Those are closed. Those are done. I don't feel real comfortable just rolling up to some like grade school baseball game being the random old dude. I feel like that's not a great book. Um, so I'm I'm at professional like minor league and like Northwoods League games now are my only. They all end by you know, pretty much by the end of September. So uh, I'm trying to get into as many as possible. But it's been really pretty beautiful here mm-hmm. in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to enjoy the fact that it's not snowing. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. But it's I, I was I was gonna I was funny we in our preamble before we started today. Brooke was talking about how it was, you know, kind of nice out today. And I was like, yeah, it, I wonder if it's like, it's like super hot here, like 89, it's 89 here. It's like super hot. And you were like, no, we've had like a hundred recently. So 89 is nice. I was like, oh, perspective. Huh. I said, it's only 89 and you go only. Well, only? what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but perspective, perspective is a good thing. So uh, uh, the, uh, I actually, i there are three librarian movies that came out on uh, was it TBS or TNT, FX, one of those, and starring Noah Wiley, which then went on to a series, and now they're rebooting it for another one. Dean Devlin, the, the guy who did Independence Day, was kind of his first big uh, movie, is the, the driving force behind it. So that actually led to today's A-side as well oh. from the... The most recent one, which has always been my favorite librarian movie, because it has Gabrielle Anwar, who uh, was in uh, For Love or Money with Michael J. Fox that we talked about, you know, in a, in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. So, and she was also on Burn Notice. Um, so, always one of my favorites. But then somebody else popped up, now, which led to today's uh, ASAP. Oh, okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. I know you're going first, but hold on. I wanted to tell you that you might enjoy this. Um, I saw a preview for this when I was doing the ACMs. It's a, a freebie, Amazon freebie show called Jury Duty. Yes, I've heard good things about it. I have not watched. Is it like I'm, I'm confused? It's not a scripted series. It's it's I want to say maybe lightly scripted. OK, Um, but it is a <laughs> it's a jury pool. They're they're a jury in a, a trial, but mm. everybody is actors except for one person. Right. So they're like, they don't know. Everybody else is in on the joke and they're not. They're just sitting there going, exactly. like, what it's the a, heck? This like, guy named James, Ronald. James Marsden yes. is in it. Yeah. James Mar- and of I, course, he plays himself, which is yes. hilarious, but he plays like a very like needy, like attention seeking version of himself, which I don't know if he's that way in person or not. Um, But it's pretty funny. Um, I mean, I've only met him once. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you? Yes, I, I was on the movie uh, set for Sugar and Spice back in the summer of 1999. Mm-hmm. I was filming here in the Twin Cities and he was in the movie. Oh. And I, I stood next to him at the urinals and, and we washed our hands and we said hello. He seemed very nice. <laughs> it was a- I feel like you have to have a good sense of humor to be able to play a character like this. Like yeah, you, you couldn't be this self-absorbed and actually be self-absorbed. 
yeah like he like he's always done he's done a good job of kind of making fun of himself as the, like the 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 himbo like the the good looking dumb guy yeah it's yeah. kind of like like the roles like in that movie he plays like the, the quarterback uh and but yeah he's famous enough that i think like you would have couldn't play anybody but himself in a thing like this right because people it would like people would catch on i saw right. one clip where they were i think that so the the dude that didn't know about it mm-hmm. i think his name's ronald he was being interviewed on something and i guess that one of the other actors was on parks and rec mm-hmm. and he mentioned to like somebody during during the whole thing that he was a big parks and rec fan so the producers had to like basically cut that guy out of the show oh <clears throat> because they didn't know they didn't want him to get recognized oh. so like the actor he was being interviewed he's like yeah like Half of my stuff got cut because they didn't want me to be too much of the focus because they thought they were worried he might figure it out. No, that's funny. Yeah, and this guy looks totally different. He has like a mustache. He's like fifteen years older, so it's like I don't think he would have. And he wasn't like a lead star. He was just like a bit character, right? But he was a recurring character. So I guess if you were like a really intense fan, you might recognize him, yeah, uh, or if you were like- a fan of. Like that guy from that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which... I, it's it's funny because they they do it as if this jury selection has been or this trial has been granted like exclusive access. They're they're deep diving into the American jury process, so that's how yeah. they're getting away with the interviews. Yeah, you know, yeah. Normally... It's like this specific thing. Yeah, yeah. You have to and be so... sequestered. Yeah, and well, and like all of that is hilarious how that happens, and and it's just, it's really cringy, but it's really fun. Like it's funnier than I expected. My daughter kept telling me, "Oh, you should watch it. You should watch it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, sure." And then finally, I was like, "Well, all right, I'm in between shows. I'm looking for something, and it's yeah. like quick episodes." And it really, it, these actors are underrated because of the fact that they're able to do this. Yeah, to make to make it, it's all it's basically like you know, kind of improv in a way. Yeah, and and to be able to like stick to it and and not laugh or give it away, especially because, like you said, they're sequestered, so they are having to live this twenty four seven. Yeah, it's like it's like being everybody else the Truman Show. Yeah, it's 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 good. I I um when I finish, I will find um in the interview, I guess Ronald, the subject of it um was on like Good Morning America or something. So I do want to see that and see how he handled it like at the end finding out, but it yeah. I highly recommend it. It's a it's a good laugh. It'll it'll make you yeah. giggle. Cuz I I wasn't sure. I was like I kind of didn't get it. Like is, is this like a scripted thing and then it's also but oh is it like cuz I don't like impractical jokers and like those like hidden camera like we're gonna like mess with people and then like everyone laughs about it but like if i was in that situation i would be so mad mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. people were like messing with me and that's why like the people on those shows that i respect the most are the ones who just you can tell that they refuse to sign like the waiver because they're blurred out right <laughs> <laughs> they're like i don't want any part of this yeah i was like that'd be me i was like i don't i don't want to be made fun of on tv 
Fortunately, this guy seems like a really like they must have researched him or something because he seems like a genuinely decent dude. And like his his responses to a bunch of different situations, you're like, okay, this is a this is a decent dude. Like, okay, yeah, like it could have it could have gone really off the rails. It really could have. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying watching James Marsden play this role, though. This just play this really self-absorbed version, this attention seeking like you know i'm an actor do you know who yeah. i am do you know what i was in you know it's it's pretty funny yeah the, do you know do you know who i am thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh there there was a big uh hubbub here in the twin cities today because a local news anchor was complaining about how they were served at target uh oh. right across the street from, oh. from like and like the target like headquarters in downtown minneapolis and, uh, it became like a whole thing on twitter and, and you know it but I mean, part of it is it's the discussion of right now, everyone's saying, okay, downtown does not come back, but it's become a chicken or the egg thing. Like all the stores close mm-hmm. at like 6 p.m. Oh, okay. And like the skyways get all locked up. And then like everything is like, some people say, oh, well, we have to lock everything up because of crime. But then no one wants to put down there because everything's locked up. So it's like, right. we're chicken or the egg. So it became part of that bigger conversation, but there was definitely a bit of like people being like oh weren't you like don't you know who i am that's always ugly yeah it's not it's not great but that's not what the 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 anchor was saying they were just being like hey i was told i couldn't be in the the self-checkout line because i had too many items but i had exactly 15 and then like had a picture of her receipt and then of course everyone is picking through what she bought (laughs) oh Oh, (laughs) no if there's one thing I never want to do if I have any any sort of fame or anything is like post my grocery receipt yeah. or my target receipt and have everybody just pick it apart. Ooh, that's cringe. That's real cringe. Like you can, uh, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, if you if you're into blueberries, you should really go here. It's like, that's not what this is about. Right. Just leave <laughs> my groceries the... alone and let me be. Yeah. Just notice that there are 15 items I was allowed in that line. Oh man! All right. Well, so yeah, we've had two decent segues into <laughs> I know, I uh, know. <laughs> the A side. Uh, so the A side this week is based off of uh, you know, we're doing another that guy from that show, okay. and I tend to go in uh, it's like sprees, uh, not like a killing spree like the B side has sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I I get stuck on fixated on something, and so we had a that guy from that show last week. With, Matthew McFadden uh, from Succession and I've been watching uh, the librarians this gentleman popped up as a bad guy I've never seen him as a bad guy before he's I've seen him in tons of stuff and then I started like looking at his background like oh I know this guy and I'm like I know him from this and then I realized how many other shows this guy has been in that I have watched it's almost like his entire career has just been popping up in shows that Adam has watched for the last, you know, 30 years. Uh, so his name is Eric. And I'm going to probably mispronounce this a little bit, but uh, Eric Avari. Uh, he goes by Eric Avari. He was born Namaran Iraq Avari. Uh, he's from uh, Delhi, India. And he's one of those faces where you will immediately recognize him. Uh, he's probably his most famous roles. He was the... Uh, 
the chief or the like the, the leader of the the small Egyptian town in the original Stargate movie with uh, James Spader and Kurt Russell. He was in both of the two best mummy movies. Uh, he was in Mr. Deeds, uh, which was the Adam Sandler, you know, guy from Frostbite Falls, New Hampshire, Vermont, something inherits this company in New York City. And he's got to, you know, come down to sort of fish out of water. I think it's a retelling of like a an old Jimmy Stewart movie, to be honest. Uh, but Eric Avari has had an incredibly long, interesting career. And what he's done after, he's kind of like in the last five years, what he's decided to do is even almost as cool as all of the movies and TV shows that, that he has been, been in. Uh, so Eric was born in 1952 in Darjeeling, West Bengal, India. Uh, his parents owned two movie theaters, so if your parents own two movie theaters in the like 50s and 60s, I got to assume that like you're just going to naturally end up either hating all movies or you're going to be in show business. Right. There was like there's like no in between. Like both of my parents were teachers, so I was going to become a teacher or I would do the very opposite and never teach my entire life. And I went that second route uh, because I was grading papers when I was in third grade because my mom taught second. So I was doing, I was grading timetables at the kitchen table uh, after dinner so we could get through them and we could all go watch Mercury Shrew. <laughs> uh, his uh, great, great grandfather um, was one of the pioneers of Indian cinema. So it makes sense that oh, his descendants like were Bollywood? Own. Yes. I mean, the, the, I did not find any, any, not directly Bollywood, but like, yeah, not, not the Bollywood like musical style, but just. Indian the film industry he was okay. early on like Bollywood is kind of its own genre mm. within uh the Indian cinema world is my understanding okay uh so he is one of only two actors who appeared in both the original Stargate movie and then of course the spin-off series Stargate HSG1 which was way more successful than the 1994 uh, Stargate movie which I thoroughly enjoyed but was completely uh, hated by critics and it somehow didn't get a spinoff when ever, didn't get a sequel with everything in the 90s got sequels. Uh, but he had the unique experience of being in probably like the two biggest uh, sci-fi movies of the mid 90s, or at least to Adam, two of the biggest sci-fi movies of the of mid 90s. So Stargate in 1994. And then he was in Independence Day two years later as well. Uh, he was in both uh, The Mummy and the second Mummy movie. Uh, he was in For Love or Money, which mentioned Gabrielle Anwar, who was in the librarian uh, King Solomon's Minds with him. They were both in For Love or Money as well. In For Love or Money, he had maybe two scenes in the entire movie. He, he's this uh, is the jeweler in one of these downtown New York City bodegas where he and Michael J. Fox's character have this, you know, like grift where they bring in and, and pretend like they're fighting and then they get the rich clients to buy the watch and then you know, Michael J. Fox gets a kickback because he brought him in there. It's real fun, uh, you know, little little role. Uh, he was in Mikhail's Navy, which was a remake of an old sitcom starring Tom Arnold and his one of the worst movies of all time we could <laughs> we could probably have an entire a-side just on that one uh other than the fact that like tim curry is having so much fun as the bad guy uh that's that's a lot of fun to see um i did not realize brooke how many home alone movies are there in your I, knowledge there's five there are five yeah 
I I missed the last two. I can the see. The only was reason in a I know that is because we ended up doing like a trivia on it at work. Oh, that's that's a very specific work trivia. Uh, so he was in a Home Alone four. Uh, he played the butler. I don't know anything about Home Alone four. I just know it wasn't any of the Culkin kids. Uh, he was in Mr. Deeds, as I mentioned, and plays Cecil, the sort of like straight laced uh, business guy who then ends up having one of the funniest scenes when they're in the plane and Adam Sandler is singing uh, Major Tom, uh, ground control to Major Tom. He, mm -hmm. he starts singing along too. It's a great moment. You don't see it coming at all. Uh, he had some runs where he was in some really bad movies. Uh, the Master of Disguise, which only reason anyone re remembers that at this point, you know, 21 years later is the Turtle Turtle thing was the Dana Carvey film where he you know, wears all these different costumes. It's very over the top and it was absolutely horrible. Uh, but he was in that as uh, he didn't even have a name. He was just Cigar Maker. <laughs> uh, he was in the he was the original Daredevil, which has the world's worst fight scene with on ben a playground. Affleck? With Ben Affleck in 2003 and okay. uh, Jennifer Gardner. Uh, he was evidently, this is a movie that exists that I did not know exists, but it's called, and I will never see it because I am already scared just as a title, Flight of the Living Dead, Outbreak mm. on a Plane. Okay. So I think it's just like the natural, like we had snakes on a plane and we got zombies on a plane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that one actually is one of his most, his best reviewed movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, Charlie Wilson's War, Paul Blanc. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Uh, Love that movie, by the way. A lot of, and the sequel's not horrible. I mean, he was not in the sequel, I guess. He didn't, didn't make it. But then if you look at all the stuff he's been in on TV, and this is where I went, holy cow. I've been watching this guy for my entire life. Uh, Law and Order, L.A. Law, Murphy Brown, Star Trek The Next Generation, A Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Wings, Cheers. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah, he was in one episode in uh, 1992. Played somebody called Ced Cedric. And it's an episode named Ill Will. I mean, all of these, he's just been like guest stars in one or two episodes. Right. Uh, but the, he just pops up at everything. Wings, Cheers, uh, Seinfeld, Sequest, Mad About You, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. I mean, Murder, She Wrote, Babylon 5, The John Laura Ketch Show, Baywatch Nights, Wow. I know I, know I saw him if they watched that. A Jag, Stargate SG-1, uh, West Wing, Star Trek Ender Enterprise. He's got three Star Treks so far. Uh, the X-Files, uh, Darman, Greg, Everwood, Law and Order Again, NCIS, Jag. I mean, and we're not, this is, you know, we're still got like about 15 years worth of stuff to go. Burn Notice, Life, Leverage. I mean, all of, like every movie that Adam has watched ever every episode of or every series that Adam has watched every episode of uh, and I like to speak in the third person evidently every series <laughs> that I have watched every episode of uh this guy has been in Castle Human Target Warehouse 13 oh I loved Human uh, Target Part Party Town Party Down uh Covert Affairs The Mentalist uh Major Crime Scorpion Grim Madam Secretary uh so he is slowed down uh in his he is 71 uh this year he uh he will turn yeah he's he turned 71 this year uh so he's been slowing down in the last probably 10 years where he's not doing nearly as 
much work. Uh, he still, you know, came, he was on uh, The Chosen, which was uh, a historical drama series about uh, the life of, of Jesus of Nazareth. It was the most recent thing. He was in eight, eight episodes of that back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, he kind of, you know, stopped working, retired. He still is uh, updating his Facebook page a little bit. Uh, but he bought an RV. And since 2019, he's just traveling the world in his RV or something. He's just traveling the country in his RV. No way. He's just out adventuring, living out of an RV, like occasionally posting stuff. Uh, the most recent. Uh, is he post- married? Like, his, is it just him? Um, He was married at one point, and I believe he's still married. <laughs> the way you said that at one point but after living in the rv she was like nah i'm out <laughs> i mean the thing is like he's he's pretty much just dropped off the face of the earth for the last four years like he wow. posts on his facebook every once in a while so on our website a side b side podcast that square dot site uh you'll have links to his instagram his facebook his twitter feed uh some articles about him uh the most recent one he's just off adventuring and somebody on his facebook page posts for him because he doesn't always have uh, internet access because he's living out of an RV. Uh, but, you know, in August, he was up in Vancouver for a Stargate convention. Uh, most recently, he was down in Branson getting uh, interviewed by evidently Branson's IMAC, IMAX Entertainment Complex has their own, like, their own uh, Facebook page and they do interviews with people, which I didn't know an IMAX but whatever. Uh, but so that's the most recent thing. Uh, he was he was in Branson, uh, you know, being interviewed and talking about his adventures uh, and his, his career and, and all the shows that he's been in. But it, he basically just at one point is like, all right, I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire. I'm going to buy an RV. And I'm going to travel the country. And, 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 he, and he calls it adventuring. And he's wow. just off adventure. And it is it is really cool. Uh, I have enjoyed it's work. I don't. I don't even think I realized how many things I'd seen him in throughout my life. But he, one of these guys, that just keeps popping up. He's always a delight. It's so weird. Like I've never seen him as like the main bad guy in an action movie. So that was really weird with the librarian uh, King Solomon's Minds. Uh, but it was a delight to see him. And then to find out his entire background, I highly recommend you check out our website. Go to those links. Uh, see what he's been up to. Uh, I now follow him on all of the socials. So as soon as he updates something, I'll, I'll get, uh, it'll pop up in my feed, uh, which is pretty exciting. But it's always fun to see the story, like his, his face that you know, person whose name you don't even know, but like to look into their background and see all the things that they've been a part of, the amazing career that they've had, and also what they're up to now. And I mean, if you told me a week ago that I would, know his name and know that he was traveling the country in an RV and I've kind of hoped that I'd run into him someday. Uh, I would, I would not have believed it. That's the beauty of uh, the A-side when we fall down one of these rapids. Well, there you go. Good job, Adam. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, he is a very interesting dude. Uh, just the interviews that you, that you'll find on his pages or his, his own website is not active anymore. I think mm-hmm. he probably took that down. Uh, because who really has a website anymore? Social media, you've got Facebook pages, Twitter pages, Instagram. Like, do you really need, you know, your own website? Uh, but there's a lot of information out there. He seems like a really interesting guy. Um, he is politically active. So some of his posts are going to be, you know, uh, are a little bit more political. But mm-hmm. uh, he does some amazing nature photography as well. And just cute dogs. And 
uh, he's traveling all over the country. So it's, it's really cool. Awesome. Well, good A side. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. I love when you get so excited about that guy from that show. It's just, it's so cool to see people's backgrounds and like, you know, learn the, like, who they are more than just like the face. It, I didn't even get to mention he's played in Hollywood and he's played, I think, last count, it was like 30 different ethnicities in his roles over the last, you know, like 40 years of acting, uh, which is, which is kind of cool. It also speaks to the fact that Hollywood, when they see somebody who just doesn't look white, they'll be like, wow, we'll just, you know, we'll just throw someone who's not white. Yeah. He is very ethically you know. ambiguous to Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. Much like uh, it was was Cliff Curtis, who we've talked about, was another that guy from that show, uh, who is, you know, who has played like every like Polynesian, like every Pacific Island nation in Australia. Like he's just all over the place, but he's like from Ireland. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the background on the person that we're going to talk about on the B side, not quite as um, chipper and fun, I guess. No. Oh. Um, but we are changing gears Shocking. a little bit this week. I know, right? The B side, and they're not a good person. Omg, uh, we are we are changing gears a little bit this week. Adam, you won't have any nightmares. No murder this week. Oh, no murder. No murder. I read this, and I was like, man, this is this is wild. This is um, this wild story. and crazy stuff. Wild and cra- thank you, Johnny Curzon. Um, it was the worst Johnny Curzon voice I've ever heard. This week, we are actually talking about a guy who has the moniker, the lottery lawyer. His name is Jason Kurland. So we're not really going to go much into Jason's history because, well, we just want to really talk about what he's done. Um, Adam, do you play the lottery? I have occasionally. I like to spend the $2 and dream about what I would do. My mom and I talk about it a lot, and she has promised me that she will buy a radio station um, when she wins the lottery. I'm not going to say if, it's a when. So she yeah. always tells me she'll buy a radio station for me. And I'm like, that's great. I don't want to run it. Um, I just want to be on air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're going to hire somebody to run it, right? Right. If you're hiring somebody to do all the paperwork and stuff, that's great. Um, I don't want to do that. I just want to do the on-air part, but we yeah, laugh about that. All the that. business stuff in the background. Like, before she retired, she was like a financial analyst. She can handle that. Look, you can oh, do absolutely. all the, You can handle the monies, okay? That's that's your thing. <laughs> I do feel like if she saw the books for a radio station, she would, as a financial analyst, she would decide not to buy a radio station. Probably. She'd say, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm changing my mind. And I'd say, uh, I don't blame you. <laughs> how, about, how about a Dairy Queen? Everybody right. loves ice cream. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So the Powerball currently is about $400 million. I'd, I'd be happy with one. Give me one million. Seriously. but I could spend th- it real quick though. <laughs> I, know. I know. One of the things you always hear though, when, when people are talking about like winning the lottery, make sure you get an attorney, make sure you get a financial advisor, this and that. But attorney mm-hmm. is always at the top of the list. And this guy, Jason Curlin became known as the lottery lawyer because many of his clients were major lottery winners he actually apparently when he first got into law it wasn't to be the lottery lawyer he kind of fell into that because one of his friends had won the lottery and needed some help 
and right. then it just it just kind of snowballed from there. So maybe initially his intentions were good, but I don't know. I feel like money just brings out the trueness of a person. Right, and also lottery winnings. I think it's it, it's one thing for somebody to have achieved success through like hard work, or even like you know family. It's, it's not just. But when it's lottery, it's like you didn't do anything but buy a ticket. Like, so right. did you really deserve this? Did you earn it? I think it yeah. makes people less likely to take it seriously or respect it. I, I don't. I don't know. It's just people come out of the woodwork, and it's like. Mm-hmm. And and this guy, I feel like he's one of the kind of creeps that came out of the woodwork. Jason Curland just was sentenced to, uh, well, more than a decade in prison of federal time Yikes. for committing fraud against his clients, for stealing and misappropriating more than $100 million. And on top of that, he lost more than $40 million in investment capital to a Ponzi scheme like Bernie Madoff. Yep. So Jason Curlin's attorneys call him, quote, this is funny, the least culpable defendant in this matter by any stretch of the imagination. Ooh. I'm going to say, I think you're wrong there, partner. I, well, I mean, it's their job. They're literally getting paid to say that. 100%. And yeah. they did that with conviction. But fortunately, uh, U.S. District Judge Nicholas... Garufus said, yeah, I don't agree with you. And uh, he ended up sentencing uh, Jason to 13 years behind bars for wire fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money uh, wire fraud and money laundering. He also added on three additional years of supervised release, and he's been ordered to repay $64,600,000. Does he have? 64 million well it might i don't know i don't i don't know jason curland had his clients were lottery winners one of them included um 1.5 billion mega millions jackpot winner another one was a 245 million dollar powerball jackpot another one was 150 million powerball jackpot uh, winner. These were just some of his clients, hence his name, the, the lottery, lottery lawyer. lawyer. Right. Prosecutors stated that Jason accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars from his victims for investment advice. And then he gained their trust because he gave them um, like some traditional investment advice and it went really well. And then he kind of was like, well, see, that went really well for you. How about we do this and kind of steered them to different uh, business deals that were controlled mm-hmm. by him and his co-defendants. And then he's receiving like the kickback money. Right. And of like, course, invest, invest in this pizza place that doesn't exist. Uh-huh. But of course he's not telling his clients that they're investing in this pizza place that doesn't exist as he's getting money for them investing in this pizza place that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So apparently he and his co-conspirators were all accused of using the money from that they got from the lottery victims and they invested it to keep their scheme going, hence the Ponzi scheme. And then a portion of the money that they took was actually given back to the victims as like interest payments on their investments. You know, Mm -hmm. so like, see, I told you your investment is really working out for you. Here's an interest payment. Let's get some more money. 
when in reality they weren't actually making money it was just to kind of trick them into you know the the investments yeah it was it was he was shuffling the cards you know one person invests and uses that to tell to show somebody else that they've got interest and then they invest yes it's like the, the three card monty thing but there's 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 no uh there's no queen yeah in in this money that he stole he's funding this lavish lavish lifestyle mind you he's already a partner at a law firm and making like a half a million dollars a year yeah he's doing okay that wasn't enough for him so he's taking this money from his clients and funding this lifestyle where he had uh private jets of course he's taking these lavish expensive vacations he had Mm -hmm. a porsche he had two yachts i mean he is living the life I mean, you, but you got to live a lot of life to spend hundred million. I, apparently, he was with private jets and yachts and a Porsche. Yeah, yeah that's true. But like a Porsche is like even the most expensive ones, like one hundred fifty thousand, like three hundred thousand, maybe if you get like, you know, like not like a hundred million. True, true. That's true. a lot of Porsches. That's a that is a lot of Porsches. <laughs> Prosecutors also said that uh, Jason was like he would gloat about taking the money from the the victims like on one occasion he sends a text message to one of his co-defendants after he had convinced someone to purchase a business it was like for two million dollars and he sends a text message to his one of his co-conspirators and says like looking at my bank statement today not gonna lie so this dude like I said, I don't know his initial motivation when he got into being the lottery lawyer, but it ended up being all about the money. Well, and at some point, you wonder if the temptation just becomes so big, and you're like, "Well, these people aren't going to notice. They, they're, you know, just lottery people." And and you know, maybe he's like, "Hey, money comes and goes for these people, so I might as well enjoy it while I can too." I don't know. You yeah. know. It is scary, though, because you can totally see how that would happen. You're like, oh, man, I just won the lottery. I need a lawyer, but I should have somebody who's done this before. Oh, this guy's done it a lot. Let's use him. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's the scary part because you're thinking, oh, this he's got several lottery clients, so he's got to be good. When yeah, in he, all he, actuality, he knows what he's doing. He's stealing money from them. Yeah. So, of course, the house of cards has to tumble and, you know, all good things all good criminal things maybe come to an end and he knew it he knew okay my 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 time is short and the same um the same co-conspirator that he was bragging to he actually sent another text message and he's like you know as he he realized okay we might be in trouble things might be falling apart he sends a text message that says let me know if i'm keeping the panorama his porsche or if i have to go back to my lexus oh man back to the lexus oh darn Oh, darn. You have to go back to the Lexus. Life is tough. The really sad part is one of the clients that he stole the money from and and got caught up in the Ponzi scheme said they did not want to invest because they were afraid of something happening like Bernie Madoff. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, I promise you, it's very safe. No, this is very safe. You're going to be in good hands. So again, he was sentenced to uh, 13 years uh, in federal prison, and he's going to have to repay uh, $64,600,000. Uh, 
before his sentencing, the judge had actually calculated his punishment based on a guideline of between 11 and a quarter years and 14 years. And he got almost the max, which was 13 years. Yeah. Definitely seems like he deserved it. Yeah, he's he's uh he's forty nine and he is definitely going to be spending his fiftieth and sixtieth birthdays uh, behind bars. <laughs> well, what you gotta if... wonder is he gonna get to is he gonna get to go to one of those like club med type fancy jails probably or is he is he gonna exactly. be in like like oh hey here's you know hardened criminal jail? No, I mean he's probably going to some cushy fed prison. Uh, one of his co-conspirators was actually a part of a uh, an Italian crime family, and he was sentenced to five years in prison. He also uh, took part in the a PPE-related scheme because he mm-hmm. was trying to make up for the losses in the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> right. So, it's like, it's commit just, more crimes to cover up the crime. It's just schemes all around, all around. But um, yeah, I don't know why that one just really... Because it's not like... I'm ever going to win the lottery because I don't even play the lottery, but it's just, I feel like because it is the one thing you always hear, if you win the lottery, get yourself an attorney. And that's what these people did. And they trusted this man. They're like, it's going to be fine. And not so much. Not so much. So I guess the moral of the story is even if you think you've found a good attorney, maybe keep digging just a little bit more, maybe talk to See if you, I mean, I know there's attorney client privilege, but see if there's a way that you could. Or if you, don't put all your money in one place. Yeah. You know, it, it's a lot harder to find five crooked lawyers than it is, you know, like maybe you'll get one crooked lawyer. Right. Is it going to be five? Is it going to be five? Hopefully not. And won't, don't they have a vested interest to watch each other? The attorney? Yeah. You got five lawyers. They're all watching each other. Oh, yeah, because they want the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. You, you pray them off, you, know, like you play them off against each other. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> but there you go. That is this week's uh, B side. But Adam, just because I know you're disappointed that we didn't have murder, I thought yeah. I thought this would I thought this would round out the B side really nicely. Um, I love Reddit. Do you go on Reddit ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I I've got into Reddit once I got off Twitter. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, maybe Reddit. It's an entirely different medium, but I've enjoyed it. But it's oh, very yeah. strange. It's a very and strange post. Reddit comes up with some of the most fascinating questions, and like the responses are top notch. And I found this on Reddit, and I thought, okay, this will be great since we're not having an actual murder case today. We could do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there was a question on Reddit that asked, "What celebrities?" do you think would make unsurprising serial killers? So you you you, you oh, log wow. on to MSN or CNN or whatever, and you're like, such and such found serial killer. And you're like, yeah, I'm not even surprised by that. Oh, yeah, so that kind of, because the thing is like, sometimes like who would have thought Cos- Cosby would, you know, every, at one point Cosby was like, this is a great guy. That was TV, that like, was like America's dad. That was the most was shocking thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there are some people where you're like, like Army Hammer, you're like, mm, yeah, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. You know, or like, yeah. you, you know, so here we go. Some celebrities that you totally would not be surprised by if you found out they were a serial killer. And Adam, I'm gonna, I think... I'm gonna, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my responses to each one. Okay, all right. Okay. 
Jared Leto. Oh yeah, I think he <laughs> might already. He might already. <laughs> this is the best response someone said. They said he's the type of person who would say some pretentious crap during the kill, like "I release your soul from its confines of this wicked flesh, so you may be reborn anew." Totally could see him saying something like that. I mean, the man tried to murder comic book movies with Morbius. Oh, burn. I just think if he doesn't already have bodies in the basement that he's, you know, uh, playing new 30 Seconds to Mars songs to, uh, he probably has. It hasn't been an album in a while, so. <laughs> I guess the response has not been great from his victims. <laughs> this is all jokes. This is all jokes. Yeah, this this one kills at home. <laughs> Oh, how about the property brothers? Ooh, I mean, then but then Zoe Deschanel's involved, and I don't want that to be true. Look, you know, under some floorboards somewhere, there's some secrets. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 they're just they're too smiley. <laughs> you know, and they're and they're like tall and gangly, kind of like a. <laughs> like a thin man thing going on i can see <laughs> all right um how about tom cruise i don't know if we're allowed to speak on scientology in this uh, since we're on, we're on a spot we're on a, on a i'm gonna just pass on that one <laughs> okay all right all right all right um someone said christian bale said he watched a lot of his interviews while preparing for american psycho so that should tell you something about tom cruise if Christian Bale, who in American Psycho was way too good and his inspiration was Tom Cruise, that speaks volumes. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, this one made me giggle. Joel Osteen. Yeah. I mean, I, he I, he seems more like a, like a crime boss. Oh, you think he's like the lottery lawyer? He's like He's yeah, like he's like he's wire, like there money. may be bodies, but he's never doing the dirty work himself. Okay, all right. He's all getting right. he's getting some guy named like Cliff. <laughs> well, to, to go call Cliff, and everyone knows what that means. Wow. All right. Well, on Reddit, someone says, uh, "Don't worry, me strangling you to death and then dismembering your corpse and leaving pieces all around Houston is part of God's plan." It's all part of God's plan. It's all part of God's plan. God. You got to say it like he does. God. God. Um, I can't do a Southern accent. Okay, here's one. Kevin Spacey. I mean, he was in seven, so. I, what's in the box? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 could, I could see it. I mean, he's not had a great run lately, so maybe that's the next step where he's just like, you know, forget this. No one will hire me. He claims that once he's cleared, he's already got people lined up, ready to hire him again. I mean, I'm sure there are people that have told him that. Like, can't you see somebody in Hollywood being like, oh, yeah, no, I would totally, you'd be perfect for this role. I would totally hire you if it wasn't for all that legal stuff. Right. I, once you're Just let cleared, me know when you get that. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, no, no, I would totally date you if I wasn't already dating somebody. You're such a catch. <laughs> um, okay, what about Ellen DeGeneres? I mean, that one I don't see. Really? Even with all the scandal and how she's just an awful person? Yeah, but I mean, like, again, they're, they're, 
did, did it, where's the rage coming from? Like I wouldn't well, want to be the late. rage coming from when she was on the show, just treating people horribly. That's true. I mean, I get that was that was a stretch, but okay, that's okay. All right, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, how does he? He wrote, yeah, like Stephen King. Wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's not because he seems like a really nice dude, but like the stuff that he has written, like you have to have to go to a dark place to have that in your mind, right? So it'd be like, okay, that is a natural, like, oh, now it's not fiction. And Twin <laughs> Tarantino was his his movies. Like, there's definitely, like, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, totally glorious bastards, huh? Scal- mm-hmm. Scalping people. Oh, the mind that came up with that actually killed somebody. Shocking. <laughs> Real quick, back to Stephen King. The thing that like trips me out totally is he can go to such a dark place, but then also writes children books, children's books. Yeah, he's, he's just an incredibly talented writer. Yeah, but and a lot of his, I I love that. Like when I used to be on Twitter, he would refer to his his corgi as like the, you know, like the corgi's name was like George or something, and it was like George the thing of evil, mm-hmm. and then it was like he would take a picture of like the, this adorable corgi, like sitting next to a, a, a toy that got destroyed, and he's like, oh, the thing of evil strikes again. I'm like, <laughs> this is so incongruent because it's the cutest dog ever. <laughs> Before I give you the last one, I'm going to throw one in myself. Okay. I've been thinking about this. James Corden. Yeah, that one I can see. He is so, like, over the I do not. I do not enjoy it. No? No. Okay. Like, it always, it just doesn't seem real. It just comes off really just... Like, it, it's too, too cheery. Too, mm-hmm. like, it's just... Like, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but like, if I got sad at a wedding with him, I'm going to spend a lot of time on the dance floor. Not because I danced well, <laughs> because I don't want to be at the table. We'll see. And that's why maybe that overly cheery, he's thinking it detracts from the fact that he's a serial killer. He's actually very, very scary. Mm-hmm. I'm tr- I've been trying to think of like, I mean, like the, like the, the, like the easy ones would be like Christopher Walken, but like, we know he's not or like Steve Buscemi because he kind of looks like a serial killer, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, right. hmm. And then like all the people who are like actual criminals, right? So you can't okay. like like if we, if we just added it to like R. Kelly's list of stuff he did, and no, at this point, no one would be like, "Oh, didn't see that guy." Pretty much, you're like, well, yeah. Hmm. All right, I have one more for like, you. Like, let. Like if like if somebody said Kanye, I'd be like, okay, well, it's, he's he's been on a spiral. I, okay, as much as I am not a Kanye fan, that would surprise me. Really? Well, no. yeah. He he could, he seems to come up with new surprising things all the time. So now That's it's true. like nothing is surprising. Yeah, I guess when you look at it like that. Like um, after he did the whole like, when he went gospel for a bit. Yeah, that was something. All right, one more. Are you ready? Yes. Jada Pinkett Smith. You know. Yeah, she. Will probably knows all the secrets, knows where all the bodies are buried, and he is just trying to keep himself alive. Yeah, maybe that's why he went out the first rock. He's like, that's what I'm saying. He was like, I have to do something so I survive the night. I think maybe that was him saving Chris Rock. Oh, maybe. 
I didn't he's like, if I, like if, if I go up there and slap him, it's going to be a big thing. And then it would be too obvious if he ended up dead. Didn't even think of it like that. That's a good so, point. So I'm, I'm going to hit you to save you, Chris Rock. I'm saving your life. You'll never know the sacrifice I have made for you, but I am doing yeah. this for you. I am ruining my career. I'm never going to be invited back to the Oscars. I'm never going to get nominated again. Uh, that is the sacrifice he, was, he made to save Chris Rock's life. To save his friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a better story. <laughs> because it makes sense. Because, like, why hasn't it really been a thing? Like, like, once it hit him, and like, is it keep, you know, like, like, you wonder if he muttered something under his breath, so like, she'll kill you. Right. Just play along. And that's why Chris, just, that's why he was so right. shocked. He was like, oh. Trying like, to okay. save you. Trying to save you. Yeah. Play along, man. Mm-hmm. You've gone too far. <laughs> she wants to kill you yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i think really that's really what it comes down it's just you know it's just looking out for it. it's like when, when you when you yell at the, the stray dog to go away because you want to save its life don't follow me anymore dog right right and can we go back to zoe deschanel and the property brothers and I, absolutely i, I want to say something but i don't want to ruin you know those like sweet couples and then everybody's like we never saw that coming there was that sweet couple that people would be like we never saw that coming but she's just so quirky, yeah. like james corden she's so quirky and she's so happy and she's so upbeat that it would totally make sense but they have like reeled her in and yeah. she's like coming out with these like crazy elaborate schemes now and you know that they'd, they'd be like making comments about the house while they're murdering you right Oh, that would be perfect like, to hide a body. That yeah. Oh, that uh, yeah. Don't don't worry. This this tile, we can we can we can uh, clean that right up. It doesn't stain. <laughs> that paneling. This is why. Smells. This is why you, you 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 spring for the uh, freezer on the bottom of the fridge. <laughs> no heavy lifting. That's right. Just ride it. I just want to say, let, this grab, is all let gravity jokes. do the work. This is all this jokes. Is all jokes. This is, we don't actually We're gonna think get these serial killers. Spotify is going to delist us. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> well, 140 episodes was a good run. <laughs> it was a good run. <laughs> uh, uh, if, oh, this, if this is not our last episode, uh, you can check out our website. A side, B side podcast.square.site. Uh, you can hear all 140 episodes on there. You can subscribe to us on all of your favorite networks. Uh, you can buy Brooke a coffee because she has to edit all this stuff together. Because uh, otherwise, she's just going to be on Reddit and yeah. we're going to come up with, with, with other ways for us to get canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also buy all of our merchandise, which uh, if we do get canceled, we'll be half off. Uh, <laughs> no, well, we'll need the money even more. Well, actually, we'll need the money. That's right. Yeah. But uh, yes, please check everything. And again, uh, all of our links. Uh, so I'm sure Brooke will have a link to that Reddit thread <laughs> on the website as well, if you can still find it, uh, if it hasn't been taken down by Reddit. Uh, and of course, uh, links to uh, Eric uh, Avardi's, uh social media stuff where you can kind of see what he's been up to and all of uh, his history and then also details on the, the lottery lawyer and that ge that gentleman and his sorted ways also so uh check us out eastside bside podcast dot square dot site thanks adam thank you bro